Guardian. Eyes up, Guardian. Welcome to In Orbit Mash Those Buttons podcast, dedicated to destiny and its community. Today's show, episode 23, Reduce the Grind, Reuse the Content, Recycle Destiny. And here are your hosts, Jorge and David. Welcome to In Orbit number 23, Mash Those Buttons podcast, dedicated to destiny and its community. Today's episode, Reduce the Grind, Reuse the Content, and Recycle Destiny. Uh, so, obviously, you know me, Jorge, and my co-host, David. But we also have a guest to the show, Mr. Mike Perry. Say hi. Hi, guys. How's it going? So, on today's show, the spring update is in full effect. We review the new content, and we go over PvP. A Grimoire car seems to hit at a September release for the rumored Shattered Suns. And questions from you, our fans, in our segment, Messages from the Reef. Before we even start that, let's go ahead and plug uh, something really important. One of our clan members, Jamie Broom. He's raising money for the British Heart Foundation. It is a cause close to his heart, and I would like to invite anyone listening to donate anything they can to the cause. We will include the links to the show notes, but the website to donate is www justgiving.com slash jamie-broom. Jamie is spelled J-A-M-I-E-B-R-O-O-M-E. We thank Jamie for his commitment to the clan, and we hope that anyone who's listening can help him out with commitments to this great cause. Again, the website is www.justgiving.com slash J-A-M-I-E-B-R-O-O-M-E. Let's jump into it. Spring update. There's a whole bunch of new changes. We got Prison of Elders. Two flavors of Prison of Elders. A new strike, which was the nightfall in the first week. A new quote-unquote mission. And lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of loot. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Mike, you played a little bit of Prison of Elders, right? The challenge mode? Yep, that's right. You played some uh, today. Well, and what are your impressions of the challenge of Elder so far? Um, it seems pretty fun. Uh, it's pretty arcadey. Uh, something that can be done quite quick and drops a decent amount of loot, and isn't going to take you a ton of time to try and get people together to go do that, and while still giving you high level gear at the end of it. What about you, David? I know you played. You've played a, quite a bit of it. We played a bit on the first day. What are your impressions of Challenge of the Elders before we go into that? Yeah, I mean, Challenge of the Elders is fun. I definitely like that um, they've kind of taken this, like, modifier setups to heart. And they said they have 16 different things for us before anything will repeat. And I think there are a ton of fun combinations they can do with it. Like, the grenade things this week was a ton of fun. 
Uh, we had great times. We were laughing as we were just chucking grenades at bosses, melting them down. Rocking Song of Flame with Warlocks is a ton of fun. Even the Nothing Manacles and Energy Drain setup is a ton of fun. So you can basically just throw endless grenades. I mean, Warlocks are definitely the way to go this week. But I'm super excited to see the rest of the combinations they're going to have and what is going to be in store with Challenge of the Elders. My only beef with it is it's it's not really a challenge. And it's the same thing they messed up with with challenge mode for the raid is it's not hard at all. Um, it's not even at max light level. And that's kind of a letdown because when you get this in-game content that is taking you to max light level, I want it to be a challenge. Uh, jumping on, on a little bit of what you mentioned right there, another combination that a lot of people don't talk much about is a Sunbreaker Titan with Simmering Flames and... Uh, armamentarium so you throw in double grenades simmering flame charges your uh, abilities at double the recharge rate when you have a full super you can just keep throwing grenades especially if you have a warlock with song of flame all of a sudden you're throwing grenades non-stop um, I did the, the not firebolt what is it called um, the one grenade where you throw and it throws that little carpet of flame right forward oh um... On Scions and on the... Uh, is it not Scions? Scions. No, it's, it's not incendiary. Me. Anyway, anyway th those things were just melting all the enemies. All of a sudden, I would see five, six ads just explode because they just got hit with the second wave of fire that came out from one of my grenades. And it was doing massive damage. It, 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 it's, it really puts you in the spot to see what the ultimate combination can be for that week. Obviously week one, there wasn't much thought needed. You just threw headshots. So if you had a scout rifle, might have multi-tool, obviously. Um, even the Queen's uh, Noblesse, Leth Noblesse, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that <laughs> later on. That's probably my favorite scout rifle in the game right now because it brings back memories of the Fang of your youth. It just feels that good. Um, this week, any type of weapon is viable. Um, I've found that armors that give you additional uh, grenade energy from kills to minions of the darkness, those kind of buffs, that's what you want. Um, Warlocks of the Sunbreaker and the Voidwalker variety really thrived here. Stormcallers, not so much, because you want to get as many points as you can. Those Void those grenades from the Void Walker, and then all of a sudden you kill three enemies and then you have another grenade and then you throw a super and you have your super charge again it's just it it it's so destructive and so cool to see all these combinations play out and how you can work with your team to get the most amount of points um, the problem as David mentioned with challenge of the elders is and and this isn't just challenge of the elders but the the game as a whole right now the max light level in Challenge of the Elders is 330. It's not even the max light level 335. And even by the time you get to, let's say, 323, 324, the enemies themselves aren't that much of a challenge. I'm, 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 I went in there, my highest light level character at the time was a 316 on my Xbox 360. Uh, Xbox One, rest in peace, Xbox One. <laughs> anyway, beside the point, on 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 my Xbox One, I had a three, what, three sixteen, three seventeen character, and I was 
up until the last room, I was hanging in there pretty well. Um, even in the last room, if it, unless I did something completely stupid and just stand in front of that taken Hydra boss, I was going to be in pretty good shape. Just throw a grenade, get back, reload, shoot, 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 throw a grenade, reload, shoot, shoot, shoot. It, it, it's pretty manageable. And I had a feeling it was going to be like this, but at the same time, I was hoping, as we mentioned many, many uh, podcasts ago, that they would have upped the light level, throwing in it, as I mentioned, the Oni mode, the challenge mode for the raids, all three raids. That way you could go in and get 335 weapons and loot from Vault of Glass, from Crota's End, from um, King's Fall. Um, it's really cool that you can get 335 weapons and armor from all over the place. Strikes. I've gotten so many of the uh, the a la cool helmets, the dark blade helms. 331 to 334, 335. And I just use that as infusion material. I wasn't getting these things before. And all of a sudden they're just dropping. They definitely um, up the drops. It's, it's really cool that they're... Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy yeah. about that. Um, it's really cool to see that there, there's so many drops, but at the same time, there has to be a reason why you're 335. And no offense to the mode, but Trials of Osiris or Iron Banner should not be the only reason why you're going to be 335. There has to be an equivalent PvE challenge. Imagine a 335... Uh, uh, vault of glass. That would be fun. Uh, it, 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 it's fun. It's challenging. Um, throw in all all sorts of new enemies. Um, yes, minotaurs are cool, but at a certain point, imagine you're doing the the beginning area where you're you're fighting the the oracles, and all of a sudden there's two hydras that come out of, out of nowhere. But even imagine it this way, like. That they, they redid. Sorry to interrupt you, but like they they redid the strike mm -hmm. with Taken, right? They took the boss. Like, how hard would it be for them to like take Vault of Glass or take Crota's End? No, oh, come no, on, no. it'd be something I, I, new. I'm, it'd be cool. It, it'd throw in a little bit of a twist I, to it, but it'd be fun. Here's 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 my problem with that. My problem is it introduces Taken. Just, what's the term I want to use? You, you just get tired of taken. Like, like not everything has to be taken, and and th and that's that's the problem that we're that we're seeing a lot right now. It's like we don't need to see uh, Golgoroth or not Golgoroth, Fogoth taken. We don't need to see the the Nexus Mine taken. We don't not, like just give us these same activities that we did before. Bump up the light level. So it's a challenge, and, and, and move forward. I'm actually surprised that they didn't bump up the light level of the Heroic Strike. I'm surprised that there isn't any more strikes in the Heroic Strike rotation. Yeah, the only, one, the only two that they added to the Heroic Strike rotation are the new one uh, for uh, Maloc and the, Ch the Blighted Chalice, and the new taken version of the Winner's Run, which I actually was able to do. It's a fun strike. Um, let me tell you. You know the area. So you, you, you go to the door and he says, uh, 
it's going to take take some time. And you know the old version was where um, you would fight waves of Vex, three waves Wait, of Vex. Hot goblins. When I did, time. when I did it, yeah, when I did it, all of a sudden, three uh, uh, three dropships came in skiffs, and they started dropping enemies. I'm like, well, that's new. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's all these captains just tearing up because I was over the here behind the rocks and. Captain spawned behind me. I'm like, I was not ready for that. Swipe, swipe, dead. But that's good. That's, that's something it's new like, oh, and something we haven't seen. And they need to keep that coming. And it really, like, if they added that type of random encounter to these old strikes and brought them in, well, then, hey, more new content. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I, while, it's, while it was a cool strike, they really didn't do anything additional to the Archon Priest boss as a taken form. It's no different than fighting, say, the the taken captain at uh, Skywatch. So then, basically, basically it, that just proves that they just, don't need to take and buy anything, and they can just bring back all the old bosses. Right, and 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 and, and that's what I want to see. Just less. Not everything has to be taken. It's so like at a certain point, I get tired of the taken. Just give me regular enemies, and, and and that'd be cool. I think they're in this mindset right now of because it's the taken king and the taken spring and all that stuff that they need to keep it focused on taken. <laughs> when realistically, I would be perfectly happy with the story moving forward and there being no more taken because their king is dead, and now their pretender to the throne is dead. So if we see more taken, it's just going to get even more redundant and. Story is just not going to move forward from that point. I'm pretty sure that this is this last bit of content is the last bit of Taken. I wouldn't be surprised if Taken came back in the future, say by one of Oryx's sisters who are able to control that power, because they're actually worse than Oryx, and that's cool to see. But I am tired of the Hive at this point. Let's move away from the hive because they've been overexposed. Yeah, we've had like what two two expansions now with um, hive because we had crow's mm -hmm. end and now we're on taken. It's about time we had like something different that just yeah. basically changes everything in the world of destiny. Now something new that's going to bring people back, you know, absolutely, and keep the current players, you know, um, absolutely in interested. Yeah, because, I mean, even in the raid itself, the taken most of the enemies that are taken in the raid are Hive. Taken Thrall, Taken Knights. Occasionally you'll see a Taken Centurion just, like, pop out of nowhere like, I'm still here! Um, but there's no, they never did anything with the Taken Captains. Uh, I was surprised, because those, if, if any... If you wanted to challenge that raid, imagine doing the Oryx boss fight, and instead of them being knights that come out of the ground, light eater knights, make, make it light eater captains. <laughs> Just let, they're like running towards the blight. They see you, like, oh no. That's the last thing I need to see is that ball of evil coming towards <laughs> me as they're running to the blights. Oh man. But I, I think it would have been cool. Like it, it would have been a wrinkle to change things up. And, and if anything, if they had done a challenge version of the raid, change it from the, the, the those light eater knights to light eater captains that come up, and then that changes everything. 
just introducing a new enemy type changes that last boss. I, st- I think personally, um, I mean, this is going to something from way back in the day, but they they approached challenge with the raid wrong, in in my opinion. They, it it didn't need to be one fight each week. It should have just been a whole new mode, and it should have taken it to a whole new level, like captains everywhere. Give us some hobgoblins shooting us when we're doing the jumping puzzle. Just like make it a challenge. Make it something where every week you're not like, all right, let's grind out three in three hours. Yeah, well, I'm mean, not even. Sorry, sorry, I was just gonna say not even that. Basically, have the the hard mode raid and all the challenges that we've even just to have all the challenges that we have now, and you literally start off, and you have to get through all of those challenges in one hit. You can't leave. There's no checkpoints. That would be enough to you know annoy a lot of people, but it'd be a challenge for others. No checkpoints. That would be if anything. <laughs> Well, if anything, when they first mentioned challenge mode, like when we first got this this hint of challenge mode, I almost got a feeling of a mini boss a boss rush mode. Say that you spawn in the war priest room, right? And you have all these enemies to deal with, but it's not the same enemies. You you kill those enemies. You have to do damage to the boss, except in a different way. Like let's say you have to you, you you have to chase the light. The light is like instead of the you getting the buff from one of your teammates, you have to chase the light. All of a sudden, you have to use all three because you have to jump from light to light to light to do damage to the war priest. And that light lasts for a certain amount of time at a specific location. I mean, you change up the battle completely. And you force people to use that upper left one or upper right one. All of a sudden, the bu- the buff that the war priests get is random because you don't know where the light is going to be going, and and then you have to deal with all these different things. Imagine if the first one that you shot down was that hobgoblin reactive tri shot that's coming to you, and you have to deal with that. Like that's an actual challenge. It's it's instead of making it easy, right? Um, and 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 that would have been cool, like its own little contained thing for that week, and make it kind of like. What you have right now for Challenge of the Elders, where you you have these three rooms, which are don't get me wrong, they're fun. And let me tell you, Val Arun, it's not the same boss as the Valus that had the three shields from last year. Everybody keeps saying that, and I want to punch them in the face. They're all the same low level level twenty eight bosses from last year. They just have different mechanics. Thank you. Anyway, why did that bug me? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, th- this week's level three boss was like a mini raid in itself, like a mini raid boss. You had an interesting mechanic that I that I've never seen in a strike, and the closest thing to it would be one of the raid bosses that we've had either in Vault of Glass or in um um what's it called uh, t- uh King's Fall. Let's not even worry about the boss fights in in Crotazen because that was not a challenge. <laughs> So, so those are really, really cool, and, and, and it introduced a new wrinkle into the whole mechanic of how to approach boss fights. The fact that one specific scion gave somebody a power, and you had to take out that scion, and you can't do any damage to the other scions means that you either have to burn the boss quick at the beginning, or deal with the mechanic, and then be able to do damage to the boss. Well, it's stuff like that that should really, have, really cool. I, I really that stuff it. should have always been in Prison of Elders, though. It's like Prison of Elders was essentially introduced as um, a 
raid-like activity when it first came out, and that's what people were looking for, and they got it right on that one, and they got it right on some of the other ones as well. It's just, um, it's it's, I don't I don't know. It's just they keep swinging and missing with half the stuff, and then like one in ten they'll hit it out of the park, and I don't like that because I feel like they really could hit it out of the park every single time. Yeah, there's a lot about this that they just hit it right out of the park, out of this update. Very minor changes. The fact that the loot drop works the way everybody thought it would, the smart loot drop system where you the get loot system. at or around your, your your level, the infusion system, It's it, it it changes so much about the game. The fact that they made it so that you get loot at or around your light level it is so fantastic. It really does make a gigantic difference. It, it brings um, progression. And, like, imagine the grind, how much better the grind from um, 170 to 320 would have been if it worked the exact same way, where it's dropping 5 to 10 light points higher than what you have, and it's got the one-to-one -one infusion... <laughs> And it's always dropping higher. Yeah, because like then at that point it's yeah. it's not going to go super fast because it's only dropping like one to five points higher than what you have. But like you're consistently feeling like you're progressing, which is something that was missing from that original like orig original grind to three twenty. What are you saying, Mike? Oh uh, no, I was literally just going to say what Dave said. Like the the great thing is you are increasing so quick at the minute. You know, each piece of gear, uh, gear or engram that you're picking up is making you feel like you're actually earning something as you go along in each activity now. You know, it's making it feel like it's worthwhile again playing. It's just a shame, personally, that the cap is like 335 and you can't go a bit further and there isn't more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, an example would be up until yesterday, I had, or a couple days ago, I only had one character added around 3.15 on Xbox One. Um, I had a Warlock at tw level 28 and a Titan at level 27. And the second I got my Warlock 2.40, he was 3.20 in an instant. The same thing for my Titan. The second he got to level 40, within the minute of, of getting to level 40 move stuff over, infuse stuff, all of a sudden he's 320. So I conceivably have now three characters that can do the hard mode raid and get up to 335 within moments of getting them to level th uh, 40. It's fantastic. It, it, you feel rewarded. I walk in there, all of a sudden I kill Warpriest. Warpriest is like throwing all these dollar bills all over <laughs> me. Thank you for shooting me down. Here's an engram for you. Here's an engram for you. Just shoot me down, baby. Yeah. And like I'm like, okay, thank you. And and, no, and, and, I... and it should be that way. It should have been that way from the beginning. And the fact that it took up until now to, for them to have done it that way is really disappointing, and I want to know why. Um, and I'm not trying to just... I understand Bungie's walking a, a, a fine line here. They want the, the content to last a while. They want that carrot to be in front of you. But that carrot was non-existent for a lot of the time. And I don't know. It, it, I don't know what they were thinking of before. I, I, it really confused me. 
and and the fact that now we get this it, it says a lot for the future of the game and it says a lot because the reason I say it says a lot for the future of the game is it almost feels like House of Wolves again. Right. Where you literally could do anything with any type of armor. Well, it's, it's finally about customization. You can look the way you want. Finally. It's the thing I've yeah. been asking for for months. Um, well, I, I went in there today. Um, I've basically gone through... I've I've not really been that fussed about deleting all the stuff so I can make space for engrams. But the other thing is now, with the, the new infusion system, it means I can have, like, a PvP set. I can have a raid set. I can have, you know, tower gear set. Um, because I'm going to have the materials to infuse into that, all those sets. You know, instead of just, here's one piece of crap armor I got from the raid that, but you're only using it because it's the highest light level item that you've got. And if you infuse it, you're basically going to drop a light level. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it no longer takes three pieces of armor to get one thing to max light. And it makes it so um, you can take, you can customize anything you want. And the things are dropping in more than one spot at max light level. So now you don't need to just do the raid to get max light level. You can do tons of different things to get max light level. So you, you're not stuck in this motion where you have one set of armor that's max and you don't want to waste it to try and get something that's at 280 light up because you've gotten it to the point where you can have um, a PvP set for intellect discipline, a PvP set for discipline strength, uh, a yeah. PvE set for each of those things. And you're not losing light and having to, to take three times the amount of armor to get it there. You're, you're getting everything with enough light that you can bring stuff up one at a time because it's the one-to-one -one infusion. It is, it is, in my opinion, the best this game has been with leveling up and customization. Um, so one thing I would say is, um, do we think this is going to go away, though? When, when we get the full expansion, are they going to stick with how it is what now? What do you mean, though? Like, what or, do you think is going to go away? Uh, the one-to-one -one infusion? Yeah, no, not the one-to-one -one infusion. Well, potentially. Um, do we think uh, inf the one-to-one -one infusion system's here to stay and the smart loot system? Or do we hit September and we're back to the grind again? I think they're both here to stay, but I feel like when we hit September, there will be more of a grind because there's only going to be one way to max light level. Or, like, two ways to max light level. It'll probably be, like, trials and a raid if they release it or whatever the big in-game content is at that time, and for a period of time, those will be the only ways to get max light level materials. Yeah. See, I, I personally hope that they don't, they don't pull a Taken mm. King on us. Well, I hope they don't. Because one of the best things, because <clears throat> one of the best things about House of Wolves was the fact that, even though everybody was like, is this enough? Like, are, are you going to be getting enough etheric light? Like, the etheric light system, for better or for worse, was one of the best things that happened to the game because you had infinite choices on not only the way your character looked, but the way your character performed and the way your character progressed. Um, problem with it was the end game content for it wasn't as good, but that's, that's beside the point. Um, I personally hope that they keep the smart new system, they keep the one-to-one -one infusion, they keep the multiple ways to get to max light, but that they make the end game loot 
more enticing from the new raid. What I mean by that is, you don't play King's Fall for the Duma Chelches. You don't play the King's Fall raid for, um, for, for, for the armor pieces. Yes, they're nice, they, they look cool, whatever, but I don't have that same feeling of wanting to run, for example, Vault of Glass to get Fatebringer, or to get Vision of Confluence, or to get um, the, the Praetorium Foil. I, I, th that, that, that feeling just wasn't there. Now, the closest that you have to that now is running Trials of Osiris to get that perfect role on your Doctrine of Passing, or say the uh, another uh, weapon. Actually, there's not that many weapons. <laughs> on Trials of Osiris. <laughs> That's but, but Doctrine of Passing. That, uh, but we we can't admit that Doctrine of Passing is one of the better weapons in the game, and it's a highly desirable weapon. It's become a trophy, right. and I don't feel like that. There's that trophy anymore. And that's really unfortunate that, that they've strayed away from that. Is it due to the burns not being there? Maybe, but I still think that a, a fate bringer without arc burn would be very popular. Well, it is. It's called the Imago Loop. I still think... Right. Um, but I'm just, talk, I'm just saying, let's say that you were to go into in the Vault of Glass and get a fate bringer, but it didn't have arc burn. It would still be very popular. Uh, or the... Vision of Confluence without the, the, the solar burn. All these things would, would be very, very cool. Um, I just think that, that they've removed the, the trophy feeling of getting these weapons, and that's hurt the game greatly for replayability. That, more than anything else, more than the light level, more than anything else, has turned off a lot of people because they're just like, well, why am I doing the raid? Is there something there that I really want on all three of my characters? People were doing the the raids constantly to have three fate bringers. There were people that didn't even have one, right. and it was because it was such a, a highly sought after weapon. And I don't feel that that's the same way right now. And and that's I understand that they want to balance weapons out, but at the same time, you have to give us a reason to do these things, and that's more important than anything else. Um, and I hope they go back to that feeling of a the, the the treasured items, an actual reason to do this raid to get that weapon rather than just the difficulty. Uh, the difficult the the difficulty of King's Fall was perfect. Even at 320, it's it was still a challenge because you had to get everything to fall right. You had to do everything right. The mechanics were the thing that made it difficult. Um, even if you if you had max light levels on all characters, if you couldn't get the bombs detonated correctly, if you couldn't do this, if you couldn't do that, you weren't gonna kill Oryx. You could shoot him all you want, and he'd be laughing at you like. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, and I think it was their um, own mistake because they wanted to make things balanced, as you said, and in making these raid guns and stuff balanced, they made them not as special. For an event where it really and unfortunately, should be special. The, the raid guns are not balanced. <laughs> You're right; they're the terrible. Raid guns are still. <laughs> I mean, right now the only raid weapons that are worth using is the auto rifle lever since they buffed it up, 
it it's fantastic. Let me tell you, the auto rifle since they buffed it up, the spider moraine, and to a certain extent, doing oh, the defiance of Yasmin. And let's don't forget uh, that one. Defiance defiance of Yasmin is is decent, but um. And the LMG, but all the other the, the primaries are absolute garbage. They're just absolutely terrible. Have you uh, had a chance to use I'm, I'm, the I'm, Zalo's Bane since they buffed its reload speed? The because uh, no, they did that, but with the spring update, they did the buff of all um, raid weapon reload speeds. The only thing is, uh, I haven't had a chance to use them since then. Because I, I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't held on to any primaries from the raid. I have no reason to use them. They're not my PvE guns, and they're not my PvP guns. And I just didn't know if that gun is now usable because they buffed the reload speed. Because it was pretty not usable beforehand. Right. I mean, I, 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 I honestly think that they need to look at the rewards. And I'm not just talking about armor and weapons. But at this point in the game, I, I kind of want them to go back to burns, but not in the way that you think. What I mean by that is introduce a consumable item that will empower a weapon to be solar or void or arc, and make it so that in the game, these shields that the enemies have must be hit by these armor pieces, otherwise it's going to take a long time for you to take them down. Um, right now, there's no reason, for, like, oh, there's there's a witch. Uh, I, I'm just gonna use my regular genetic primary. Okay, it's down. It's well, down. that's the thing is, it's like, um, I think they 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 messed up because with the year one raid weapons that had these elemental burns, they basically were like, oh, that's why everyone's using them because they're using elementals. Oh, they they're just using them because that's what they have, and no other guns have it. But I think. They what they didn't take into account is those guns were just really good guns all around. People weren't using the crappy raid guns; they were using the good raid guns in PVE and PVP. And in PVP, those burns don't even matter. People, yes, people enjoyed using them for the burns on nightfalls, but like, there's there's no point to me for them to have gotten rid of those. I don't think it like broke the gun. It was just those guns had really good base stats and really good rolls, and that's what made people want to use them. Uh, another thing I, I want them to see change that I think would change the way the game is played a lot is in the fall introduce the nightfall as a six person activity that has specific as I kept as I mentioned before has its own specific night um, strike that can only be done, be done as a nightfall and make it like a mini raid so it'd be like a, a one one boss raid basically one or two boss raid, but have mechanics in there. Like, one or two mechanics, then a boss, and then the final oh, that'd boss. That'd be cool. So it'd be like, jumping puzzle, small boss, small mechanic, big boss. Well, like, for example, take take the uh, the Shield Brothers. You have two bosses there in that strike, if you think about it. You have the tank, and you have to destroy it in a specific manner. You have six people shooting at this tank, or whatever, but all around you is fire, and you can't move around. Just and it, it just be a larger version. Just and then you deal with the brothers, and that's your nightfall. But make it so that it's like a mini raid, and make it so that you have the option for matchmaking. Um, that the biggest thing I think people have is that they have not gone through 
the feeling of being in a six-player team for PvE. They've been in Clash. They've been in Control. But they haven't been in something, a six-player uh, six team for PvE. And I think if you were to introduce many raids as Nightfalls, you would give more incentive to, to go into these Nightfalls. And the Nightfalls, by, by nature, would have to be tougher. And that's a way to make it uh, more difficult without actually having to uh, make it easy. Because you, you do have to make it for the casuals at the same time. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm a god because I'm able to do orcs on hard all, every week or I can go flawless whenever. That's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, I do want to see there be a challenge. Imagine doing a six-player six nightfall. You can go in there, you know, with, with matchmaking. So you're not always tied into like, oh, I don't have anybody to do nightfalls with. I don't have anybody to do raid with. All of a sudden, you can get raid-level material. It might be basic stuff that you that is outclassed by the raid guns, but still, you have the chance to get into and feel what it's like to be in a in a mini. Well, raid. that could even I, I, be I, introduced in a way of like bringing back the old way. Say nightfall becomes a portion of the raid, so um, yeah. it could be like think about it. If um, one portion of the nightfall was the like Gorgon maze into the Atheon fight. The other portion of the maze was the start of Alta Glass into Templar, or the um, bridge into Crota, and then like witches and Crota were a fight, or um, jumping puzzle totems were a portion, or something like that. I don't know, just small portions of the raids became the Nightfall. And that would give a way for people to matchmake into the Nightfall. So, so you basically have a situation where you're splitting the raids up and giving people an opportunity to kind of learn the raids through um, via matchmaking. Right. And you just ha kind of have like each area divided and you're learning that particular thing on a week-to-week -week basis with a matchmade six-man team, which, you know, if you're enjoying that, is going to give you some incentive, uh, some incentive to go out there and actually find a team or play with others. Right, and it wouldn't drop raid loot. To go do the full thing. Yeah, it no. wouldn't drop raid loot. You, you, you get normal nightfall loot, but it would be a portion of the raids that people could matchmake and do parts of the raid. And I, I understand what you're trying to do there so that people can experience the raids, but at the same time, we already... The game already reuses a lot of the content, and right now I think we're getting a little tired of going into the Vault of Glass. I mean, we've already—they've already used the Vault of Glass in missions multiple times. Yeah, and that's not even counting the quests involving the Vault of Glass and the actual <laughs> raids. So you have the raid, you have a quest involving Vault of Glass, you have the mission in um, uh, what is it? House of Wolves, and then you have the new mission in in, in, in uh, Taken King. That's four goings into the Vault of Glass, and to add a Nightfall, I think, would just it it would be kind of late, lazy. And, and and that's not to take away from what you're. I I get what you're trying to say. I just think that they need to introduce something new, and and by going back to the Vault of Glass is an excuse to reuse old content, and I, I don't think that that's that's the best way to go. So, back to the spring update, because um, we kind of 
evolved right there, but I I, 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 I let it go because I think it was a really good conversation and and ways that I want them to see them change the game. Um, And while there was a lot of good changes with regards to the PvE in this game, I just think that they took the challenge of the game and just pushed it straight to PvP rather than giving us an actual challenge. Although, let me tell you, Malak with the Void Burn was a very... It was, it was a challenge. Yeah, that one was, it was a fun If it wasn't call. for... It was. If it wasn't for the... Um, the sniper rifle I got from Varix, I think it's her Fury. can't remember the name. Um, the, the, the Queen Sniper with Void and, and Triple Tap, I would have had a big-time challenge, even though I could have used... The, uh, the thousand yard stare that you get in the game. See, the first two times I did the Nightfall last week, it was it was a challenge, it was hard, it, it took some time to do that boss fight. The third time, there were three of us using Truth, and we put on Weapons of Light, and we melted him in about 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, I know the one part everybody had problems with was the, the thousand scions at the oh. beginning. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And here's the thing, they don't even use void weapons, it's all arc, but you're getting hit by... It's like the, the Scion version of the Doctrine of Passing, that's what it feels like. You step up there... Well, as soon as, as, soon as you duck away, as soon as you poke back up, there's twice as many up there. I know, they keep spawning like rabbits, it's ridiculous. Um, but the really cool thing too was that I know a lot of people didn't do this. So when you go out of that room and you go into the into the main circle of bones and you have all those enemies on there, one of the things that I was doing with a couple other people was I would actually go all the way around. There's a if you know the area, circle of bones, there's a hidden ghost in the back, uh, the ghost to Saturn. You can jump on the railings, jump towards where the ghost is and go all the way around. And then just start sniping from down there and clearing those bosses out so that your teammates can push forward. And you can clear that area out real quick. So yes, you can either you can use supers too. But say you wanted to save the supers for the next area, you could go have one person go all the way around, start p- picking off ads and, and shooting them down and making it easier for your other team to push forward. I like that there were options there. Um, my big problem with the strike was the fact that there's no new area. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you, you retread through old stuff. Um, you just go backwards. And for me, one of the biggest problems I've had in Destiny is that these strikes are supposed to be the game's version of a dungeon, and yet you're retreading old areas, and then only in the last area... Is it supposed to be a, a new area that you can't go into unless you're on the strike? And in this part, it wasn't even a new area you can't go into unless you're in the strike. It was apart from an old story mission. And you can now go in that area on right. patrol when you go uh, do the, the skull and crossbones. So, uh, it, it was cool how they used the old room, so let me tell you. And it, they changed the blight mechanic so that it covers the entire ground. That was really cool, and, and I, I, there's a lot to like about it. But I don't know. I, I, I think that 
you, you're you're starting to see the limitations of the live team in terms of PVE content there, and even more so in the, uh, the challenge of Elder. Well, I think uh, one thing that was getting a, a, a well starting to get better with strikes in general is the more mechanics in them. And you saw that with kind of how the fight works and the like covering the entire ground with the blights like you were talking about. But it, it, it needed more dynamic. Like I liked how he was he's a fast running boss. He runs all over the place. He he kind of changes his tactics throughout the fight. But it needed something a little bit more to make it a a really good fight to me. Like I still think the PlayStation exclusive um strikes better with the running of orbs that you have to do consistently. And if you'd thrown something kind of like that into there, or given you like an objective where you can't... Because the thing that everybody does now is that everybody stands in the back of the room, shoots one blight, starts shooting him, shoots all the enemies. Like, make it so the player has to move. And that's what they need to add to that strike. Make it so you can't just stand in one spot. Mike, were you able to do the strike? No, I, unfortunately, I didn't have enough time. I, I've been trying to play other games as well as... Uh, the Destiny update. The most I've been able to do was um, the raid, uh, as well as Challenge of the Elders, unfortunately. To give you guys a little bit of a background, Mike over here is a huge fan of Dark Souls 3. That's his little baby right now. <laughs> Just that's a what little bit. That's what he's pouring his time Literally into. Literally grinding my way through. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we got the strike down. We went, we we gone over... Loot that's dropping of all kinds. Um, you're getting loot from everything that you do. Um, I'm really happy about that. I think the consensus is is just it's a little too easy. Um, and I'm not talking about the challenge of the elders. I think challenge of the elders is fine as it is. What's unfortunate is that the things that they could have bumped up to a higher light level and they didn't seems like a yeah. missed opportunity. I to be honest. Uh, me and my rating, the uh, wet cabbages, we basically wanted to go in and do a harder version of it because we're all at the point now where we, we can, you know, everyone can basically handle that raid and the challenges that exist there. And bumping the light level was hopefully going to be like a new challenge. And, you know, you got to get the higher, you know, grind to get the higher gear or infuse, you know, higher, your gear higher. And it's, it seems like a bit of a letdown when it's the same raid. I mean, we managed to finish the raid in less time than normal, just because of the difference. It's it's you can fly through that if you really want now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. It would have been cool if they introduced, as we mentioned, a challenge mode that was the three thirty-five, and then you get another drop. And let's just say that you have a chance to get an exotic, even without three coins, from a boss. And that would have been a way to make that 335 enticing for people to go in there, yet give it the same mechanic where if you die, you can't be revived. And just put more enemies of, of different types. Uh, King's Fall just didn't utilize all the different Taken enemies that are there. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't use the Taken Wizard in, in, that, in, in the raid. Imagine instead of the regular wizard that comes out um, when you're doing the, uh, the, the relay race, uh, the, the totems, it's a taken wizard that comes out and she's making all these thrall come out. Like you're you're dealing with all those enemies on top of the little fire that she throws, which is ridiculous. She has a void shield. 
you're already used to using you know solar weapons. It th it throws a kink into the whole thing and it makes things a lot more challenging. I th and I think that those minor changes, while they can be somewhat substantial, would have been easy enough to implement. And something I, like I that would throw your whole team off as well. Just right. slightly, just some, just enough of a change, just to make it like, oh shit, you know, that's not right, and we probably need to try and do that better next time. If you know, yeah. So, I think we covered that pretty good. Uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about um, with regards to the spring update. Besides PvP, uh, PvP is barely balanced. I would say it's the most balanced it's been. Even though I still think that the way certain guns work, it, 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 I, I still think that they need to go in and completely change how the damage works, um, and, and just so that it makes and sense. Certain guns still don't feel first right. for certain um, the guns low, or in the, general. They need to change change. A, a, a combination of the way certain guns work. Since since they they're making it for, it works the same for PVE and PVP. Certain guns just don't work right for PVE that work that you can manage in PVP. Case in point, the low impact, high rate of fire pulse rifles. I'm not talking about the highest rate of fire, but the, the say your PDX, your uh, your Varix Hawksaw, your your, your Varix pulse rifle. Which by the way, I got that. It's a fantastic gun. I love it. Um. They don't have that much ammo, and that's a problem in PVE. And at, at a certain point, I'm just like, you need to bump up the magazine because it doesn't make sense that you can do more, dam uh, more damage over time with a higher impact pulse rifle than you can with the lower impact pulse rifle due to the magazine. Right. And it, it 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 would affect PvP in a small way, because primary ammo pretty much falls all over the place, and every time you die, you get max primary ammo. But it would impact PvE in a significant way because now you have enough ammo to take out these enemies that are in front of you that you wouldn't have had that same problem, say, if you had a higher impact version. It just gives PvE more variety. Um, and more incentive to use these weapons that are currently in there that it doesn't that the game doesn't have. The big thing I want to talk about this is not to poop on the game, but please let's keep it civil. <laughs> Destiny versus versus the division. Division and Destiny both Ooh. had that update at about the same time. And there was a bunch of controversy going around with regards to Division. Um, there's a lot of people who are saying they're done with the game as it is right now because of the way the ex exploits work. It's, it's broken, basically. The entire game is broken. Right. And that, I that, think it's... That, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, was, I was just going to say, basically, that, that whole side of the community in the minute... I don't understand. I mean, you get something that is meant to be difficult, and half the community just seems to be trying their best to exploit it. And I can understand some of the reasons behind it. You know, you want the best gear in the game, but 
it's, it just seems to be every day there is something new that is being found in that game. And Ubisoft, uh, give them their fair dues. They're on, you know, trying their best to try and patch it and stay on top of all the exploits. But as much as they're patching them, you know, the community's finding even more. It, it, it just seems to be a constant battle between the community and the developer at the minute. Do you think that it is because of the type of game it is that they're getting such flack, or is it because did Destiny hurt the division more because of its existence and because of it being very similar in terms of it being a loot-based game? I think I think the comparisons themselves definitely do hurt the division. I think a lot of people go into that game. I think a lot of people go into that game expecting Destiny. it to be a huge game changer. Yeah, Destiny. It's not. It's an RPG. You know, everything's completely different. You, it's all based on, you know, gear and certain stats, which you know, like you would in other games like uh, World of Warcraft and things like that. And I think a lot of the casual community perhaps don't understand that. I, I you know, I don't, I don't want to say that, but a lot of people are going in expecting one thing, and it's, you know, with regards to, you know, enemies being like bullet sponges and things like that, but if you don't have the stats and you're not playing certain roles, then you're not going to be taking down, you know, enemies really quick, you know, it's, it's just how the game works, and, you know, everybody complains about bullet sponges in Destiny, I mean, there are bullet sponges in the division. I think... The division got hurt by all the comparison it got to Destiny because what happened is uh, it even compared itself Definitely. to Destiny in the commercials, <laughs> and yeah, uh, everybody went into it because uh, the main reason that the division was as big a game as it was right off the bat was because you have all these Destiny players that are very into this type of game now because they've played it with Destiny that are looking to get more content, and the division was an outlet of more content for them, and they thought it was going to be basically the same thing. What turns out it's not. It turns out it's more of an RPG and less of a shooter than Destiny is. And in the long run, that's that's kind of hurt it because now people still want it to be Destiny, basically, because of the comparisons that were made, and they're not getting what they get out of Destiny. And it's continually hurting the game. Along with, you have all these people trying to find the exploits, and as soon as they find these exploits... It's, it's not like Destiny exploits where it's let's push a boss off the edge and Bungie comes out and makes fun of themselves for having that even be a possibility. It's let's make our guns do uh, 10,000 times damage of what they can do and then take that into a PvP zone and one-shot fellow players. And that as well is hurting the game because with all these exploits being found, there's no true separation between PvE and PvP. And they're basically making it so... It, the PvP area is broken. And that's what a lot of people yeah. thought was the most fun it, part of that game. And, well, it, it they've just tripled crafting as well. Crafting was, you know, you meant to craft your endgame gear. Uh, they've brought in the gear sets, which dropped uh, all your skills at the minute. And the thing is, crafting was meant to be the the way to get the best gear in the game, and since they've increased the amount of materials that you need, that is half the reason 
people are looking for exploits because no one's got enough time. You know, the casual players don't have enough time to keep up with the hardcore audience where, you know, that do have time to play 24-7 and get all the highest gear in the game and then go play P PvP. You know, nobody wants to go play PvP if you're going to get your ass handed to you every time. Right, which is, which is the thing that makes it more of an RPG is it's the more time you spend on it, the better you'll get. Versus Destiny, when you can have people who yeah. play very little time a week, and they will still have good enough guns and good enough ability that they can go into PvP or into PvE activities and be just fine. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and personally for me, at the minute, um, I've slowed down the amount of time I've played it uh, since the update. I've had a dabble with incursions. It's, it's basically horde mode. Um, but I stopped mainly because I haven't got enough time to get the crafting materials to build certain things, and they really need to drop the amount of materials you need to build gears in that game so you can keep up with everyone, because it's killing it. Yeah, I was about to ask, do you think that the, the, the main reason people aren't having as much fun with... Again, I'm not trying to shut down the division. I, I have no opinion. The, the only reason I really haven't played division is I'm not a third-person shooter fan. So, so I, I, it has nothing to do with me hitting the game because it, because it quote-unquote sucks. I just don't like that solid game. <laughs> the only the only third-person shooter game I've enjoyed has been Gears of War. And I and I ask this, be serious. This, this isn't to shut down a game or its fans. Do you think that the incursion, being the type of game mode it was, hurt the game or hurt this update? Uh, I think comparing the incursions to Destiny's raids definitely hurt it, because it's in no way similar. But that's what everybody thought it was going to be. Well, it's not. It's not even that. I mean, the whole community is was expecting something that you would find in an RPG, and we just ended up with. A horde mode, basically. Survive 15 waves. Um, you know, everybody wants something in the division to have, you know, mechanics like Destiny, but you can't, because they're completely different worlds, you can't obviously do that in some ways. But, you know, even just the, there's a mission on there, the Warren Gate Power Plant, that if you extended that and made that more difficult, that would be more, that's like a mini dungeon, effectively. Mm -hmm. It's got the mechanics there, it just perhaps needs something else, or maybe have like the APC at the end. Yeah, I, I don't know if you heard um, the one YouTube video that was put out not too long ago that had MTashed, um, it had Bife, and it had Datto. Um, I forget who was hosting it. Um, but they were at, uh, they were asked, what about the incursions you would change? And one other thing Bife uh, was mentioning was, he was like, well, isn't this a water processing plant? Wouldn't it have been cool if, say, yeah, if there was one water. of the things that, that involved water, say that you had to shut off the water or risk your entire team drowning, or, yeah, or like, having that. more water there... The, having the water affect your movement speed. Like all of a sudden you have 20% slower movement speed because 
you're waist deep in water or something like that. Right. Yeah. And you've got enemies attacking you or something at the same time. So uh, while I think that the, that the two updates have a lot of things that could be definitely worked on, I think it's safe to say that the smaller up the the, the smaller changes in Destiny um, really help the game um, in terms of its quality of life, the way people perceive the game now. If there's not as much negativity regarding uh, the raids, people are now more willing to do these raids because they get rewarded. And that's always been a big thing with regards to the game, just the feeling of being rewarded for your time that they weren't getting before. Um, and it, all it took was a minor change. And speaking of which, I do want to jump on one thing, because it seems like whenever there was, there, there was people saying, it's like, well, we're not getting rewarded in Crucible. What's going on? Bundy says, oh, everything's fine. Well, well they, go, they go and find out. Oh, <laughs> You actually did uh, find something wrong with Iron Banner. There may have been Again. a bug. Another one. <laughs> there, there, so there, apparently there was a bug involving the game where certain people weren't getting the correct loot drops for their light, uh, for their their Iron Banner level, and on top of that, things were just not. Yeah, it basically dropping. locked people out. Surprise! Yeah, it locked people out from getting their rewards. Was the bug? That's a a huge bug. Like. How did we not find that sooner? It it just it, it it annoys me because it's the same issue again, and hopefully now with the higher loot drops, with everything that that's changed, it finally changes the way loot drops in the game. Because let me tell you, if I have to hear Bungie say it looked like we were wrong again, that would make me very upset because it it just seems like they're not learning or not looking hard enough. But Right. But anyway, let's go ahead and take a little break. David, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about Mash Those Buttons. Mash Those Buttons, the ultimate website for video game snark and commentary by passionate gamers who love gaming of all kinds. From fighting games to shooters to MMOs, we cover the latest and greatest and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available on Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Thank you very much, David. And let's go ahead and jump into the next segment. Let's talk about the Grimoire card that was found in the in in the, the Prison of Elders. All of a sudden. 17 minutes after the patch was live, somebody goes on Reddit, says that they found a Grimoire card. And lo and behold, the name of the individual was the name of a character in the Grimoire cards. I actually didn't write out the name, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> but anyway, um, the post that was on Reddit was done in Latin. I'm not going to read it because I'm probably going to butcher <laughs> it. But what it translates... What it translates to is the 20th day of the ninth month. It is about to come through boldness to the stars. Uh, per Audacia Ad Astra, which you hear um, Bife say a lot. Um, so that part you can ignore, but the big part that, they, that, that catches your eyes is the 20th day of the ninth month. Now, if history is anything to go by, around that time in... 2014, we had Destiny 1 come out. 
around that time in 2015, we had Taken King come out. So are we looking at the Shattered Suns coming out around the 20th of September? I, I hope so. So what do you guys think about this card? Um, it sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was definitely kind of... I mean, we know Bungie likes to do this type of things, where they'll put stuff in the game that um, basically points to the future, and it, it is very suspicious that 17 minutes after release, someone was able to run Prison of Elders and find this ghost whose name was conveniently the same as the name in the Grimoire card, and then the post was conveniently deleted after word of it spread. But, I mean... It wouldn't be the first time Bungie's dropped hints at stuff, and obviously they they know what they're planning. It wouldn't surprise me if they already has a release date, since Deej has talked about this multiple times in weekly updates. That fall is going to be the next uh, next expansion DLC, whatever um, that we see. He said update, which yeah, is interesting. Well, that he said update mm. this time, but last time they had said a expansion close to the size of Taken King. And then this time he said update. So I'm hoping when he comes back from vacation, he's going to be like, yo, y'all are flipping out. I worded it wrong. It's expansion. But who knows? It could be one possible way to look at it. That, though, could be it is an expansion size of the Taken King, but he's using the word update because it's free. I don't think that's going to happen, personally. I don't think it's going to be free, but it'd be nice. You never know. They are probably making Um, back off. Um, all that silver. Yeah. Eververse, yeah. Oh my god, they definitely are. I mean, let's skip this topic for a second and, and, and <laughs> talk about that. Within 10 minutes of somebody going into the tower, they already had the full set. What the F, man? Oh, yeah, there are a lot of people that did that. A bunch of people just bought it. They're just like, yeah, let's, let's buy it. They yeah. had the full set. People are dropping 20... Like, Des- like Bungie must be like, <laughs> free content, huh? <laughs> oh, it's so free. <laughs> and yet they're getting the same amount of money that people put towards, what is it, uh, House of Wolves, towards, uh, the, what is it, the Dark Below? Bungie, no must be, Bungie must be rolling in a stack of cash right now, just like throwing it around like Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, think about, think about the it this way. You know, like, they're getting 20 bucks for every person who buys a DLC, right? Well, they're probably getting close to 100 bucks from some people because they want those Vanguard reputations and Chroma and all the armor for all their characters and all that stuff. Like, oh, man, they are... That's a big problem I do have with the Sterling Treasure, by the way. Those buffs, I really don't... I wouldn't have minded so much. Yes, you do get Sterling Treasure boxes three a week. My beef with it is you don't get them as drops for leveling up your Vanguard or leveling up your Crucible or leveling up. I thought you did. I thought you got the the reputation bonuses from leveling up Vanguard and Crucible. I'm. See, I don't want to say yes now and be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I've gotten one from leveling up Crucible. Pretty sure. The only place that I've ever. Only place I've I've ever gotten them from have been the the actual Sterling Treasure boxes. I've I, I I've yet to see any other place to get them. At least drop them as an as an addition, not just the the reward, but an addition for the Nightfall, which by the way still has terrible loot. But that's neither here nor nor there. 
Um, it'll drop in hole. Is Nightfall? Just this is probably a dumb question for me to be asking. Does Nightfall drop drop up to three thirty five if, if it's a legendary? Okay. Yes. Because I have you know I've seen a lot of three nineteen ghosts still. Yeah, night, Nightfall. Well, there that's actually a glitch. Surprise! <laughs> a glitch with rewards. Who's surprised Who by that? No, they actually mentioned that that the ghosts were not dropping at the appropriate level. Awesome. So cool. Oh. Oh, little <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bungo, Bungie, why you yeah. do this? Why you do this? Why why you fix so much of the game and then you forget to fix the last part? Bungo. <laughs> you you bunchy Bungo. <laughs> um So back to the whole thing about about November I'm sorry, September twentieth. They've already teased at it. Or Deej has been te- teasing it. He's like, I've seen it. It looks fantastic. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's good, though. That I means they have I'm months Deej. to work it over and make it perfect. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I love my little Deej impression where he's just like rubbing his stomach and like, oh my god, my name is Deej. I love playing Warlock. <laughs> I love... I love dying and respawning with my grenades, oh my and I I love void walkers and I love dead orbit. <laughs> That's my impression, Deech. Anyway, um, I, I'm really excited, and I, and I hope that they they further the game in some of the things that we mentioned. I hope they change Nightfalls completely because that's the biggest thing about this game that's just gone to shit. There's no there's no nice way to put it. I just think that the game is not. In terms of Nightfalls, has not progressed. The only unfortunate thing is we're probably not going to hear anything about the update or the expansion or whatever they want to call it until June fourteenth at the earliest. Because that's when E threes. Yep. Yeah. So we still got almost two whole months. It's two months for us to get sick this, of the this... spring content and then get hype over something new. <laughs> Well, like, here's the sad thing, too, is, like, this is supposed to last us until September. That's a long it's time. a very long time. That's a long time. That's a, <laughs> that, that's a long time to keep playing the raid on a week-to-week basis. It, it honestly depends on the player, because, like, me, I'm not going to have a problem with it, only because I play so much PvP, and PvP is, like, the heart and soul of me in this game. But for people who like PvE, like, I feel so bad for you, because you really got basically nothing new. But that that's yeah. why they've kind of focused on sorting the meta for the weapons this time around, because that's you know, once all this content's done, that's what everybody's gonna go to afterwards, you know. Yeah. But, but still like at, at this point I really hope two months from now they push forward all the strikes and I hope that they push forward the difficulty up to three thirty five in the way that we mentioned. I mean I, I'm not saying that it isn't. It doesn't take resources, but the changes that we talked about earlier, the ones that I mentioned with this new challenge version of the raid, would literally change. Would take so little to change and implement that I think it would be an effective thing for PVE players without having to add real new content. If you wanted to surprise us all and put out a new strike, yes, it goes through the old stuff again, but say a strike on. Um, I don't know, Mars, which 
like all of a sudden you have to go into the to the to the buried city to the final area, into the, and then you have to go right into the uh, what is it the black garden, into the final room where the heart of the garden was, and you have vex uh, just something, even if it was just like old stuff, just give us something, even if you have to reuse a mission from. From taking well, that's the thing is because those were that were actually pretty. I lengthy. think I said this last episode, but literally, if they like spent and like every few weeks or month push out some of the old strikes to a new updated level, and then every like two months push out, honestly push out one of the old raids to the new level every two months. Well, that's gonna be a way to keep people like it's not new content, but it's fresh stuff, and we keep people interested while they wait on the next update. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I, I wonder how much the actual game engine itself is actually holding Bungie back because oh, it's, it's there's a lot of rumors out there that it okay. is since you mentioned, killing Since you mentioned that, let's just point out that there is no way now that um, Destiny 2 will be released on last gen, and I am so happy for that. No. Because... I actually would not be surprised if Destiny... The fall update is only on PlayStation 4 and Xbox. Ever since Microsoft announced that they were stopping production on Xbox 360, that pretty much signaled that any further support for the system, which was already getting... I mean, it it might not seem like a big thing, but ESPN removing their service from the Xbox 360 a couple months ago was a big deal for people that were using that as a set-top product. You can't do that anymore. Um, if you remove the casual people who were using that for TV content, you already lose a giant percentage of whoever was on there. And then uh, the remaining gamers, they have very li- the, the, the the people and that are there, what? it's even smaller. Um, the prices for the Xbox One are the, the lowest that they have ever been. PS4 is at the lowest it's ever been. You're going to get a refresh to both systems most likely. Which is going to cause cause the older PlayStation Fours to be cheaper, and the uh, and the older Xbox Ones to be cheaper. You have even less incentive to make an Xbox 360 version of the game. And Taken King, even though it wasn't as um, a big an update in terms of graphics, it was a lot of content to download for the for the hard drive. I just think I personally think that. Shattered Suns or whatever ends up being called in, in the fall is going to be more than the system can actually handle in terms of the size and just well, last, overall resources that it's going last to Last Gen need. still hasn't gotten a boost to their vault. They no, haven't? Their vaults are still at 36. Interesting. Yeah, and that's... The thing is, you, you say about... Sorry. No, I was going to say... I was just going to say that's part of the reason why... Um, it's really not that surprising to me that they expanded the vault with this update because they basically had said that uh, with the Taken King that it was hard for them to find something that they could push memory-wise because of the last gens to have vault included in it, but they didn't even get a boost there, and they didn't get the boost with this one. And and let me tell you, I, I can already tell without having even played the Xbox 360 or the PS3 version of Destiny, that the challenge of the Elders was going to slow down the system for those, game, uh, for those systems a lot. When you do the, um, the one battle with um, 
Psylocke. I'm sorry, I have to say it right. Psylocke! The Defiled! <laughs> when, you, when you're doing the battle with Psylocke, um, when he fires the fire in front of you, and you're aiming down sights, even on a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox, especially on the Xbox One, there is so much slowdown until you go back to full, full range so that you're a hit fire, as opposed to aiming down sights, that it almost, the, at least on the Xbox uh, One, I, I don't have the instruments to prove it, but it felt like it was running at about 10, 10 frames a set per second as I'm aiming down sights with the fire in front of me and Psylocke firing at me. Well, even like, and, imagine when we're like doing our grenade chucking like crazy. Imagine that on uh, old gen, the last gen console. Yeah. I, I honestly think there's very little that they can do. And I, I might be surprised. Anymore. I might be surprised. But I, I'm under the impression that they have maxed out what they could do with Taken King. And that Shattered Suns, or whatever it's called in the fall, will not be on Xbox 360 or PlayStation I agree. It just seems like it, Microsoft's already indicated that they don't want anything more to do with 360, that it's cannibalized Xbox One sales, and that with the refresh to the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 coming out, there's very little reason to continue supporting the Xbox 360 version. It's already been... This is going to be the year three coming up. At this point, I mean, it, even if even Mortal Kombat, which was supposed to re- uh, Mortal Kombat X, which was supposed to release on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, they ended up canceling those. There's a whole bunch of games that did the same thing. I don't see how they go forward with the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 version of this game. And I think, I, I think the only reason that they did it... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say, okay. I think the only reason that they did Taking King on Xbox 360 and PS3 was because of, of a contractual agreement and not because they wanted to. I was going to say, I think if we do... I think there's a very finite chance that we might see it. I'm not saying we will. But if we do, it is going to be the last release on those consoles. There's a lot of speculation. Destiny 2 will be. Sorry. On those, you know, will be on current gen. There's a lot of speculation that the reason that Destiny 2 is pushed back is because they knew about the PlayStation Neo as it's codenamed, and they're pushing back so it can be released on that. I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me. Because that's potentially. The thing is, from what I've heard as well, I mean. They they've had a lot of changes at Bungie as well. Look at look at the last since what January we've had how many people leave or change positions and things like that. Right. You know it. Uh, reading uh, the Kotaku article with a pinch of salt about the Malaysia Destiny and the troubles that they're having building the actual game itself. Um, we know. Uh, what is it? One of the developers who did the Transformers: War for Cybertron games has been working on Destiny Two since what? The, just after the release of Vanilla, and you know, Bungie's a big enough studio as it is. Um, the amount of resources they've got working on the sequel at the minute, I agree. We might not see anything on, on PS3 and 360. 
but I do worry that the content that we're getting towards the end of this year is is going to be last minute. You know, yeah, it's going to be pulled. It's going to be pulled together. This, I'm, I'm worried. Basically, they're going to be scraping the content together to keep the community happy. That's something that does worry me. What you're talking about is High Moon Studios have their network. Yeah, High Moon. That's the one. Yeah, I think though they're working currently on Destiny. 2. I think that though might be yeah, they're helping an effort to push Destiny Two to have something more like the Division had, where it's we release it and we have a schedule of releases for you that will be six releases every two months, basically. I hope so. Um. It's something It's something they know. need. Like, literally, I've said it before, Destiny could have been perfect. Like, the Taken King could have been perfect if every, like, two weeks to a month they released a new quest line and had something hidden in the game appear. Like, where are all those exotics we haven't gotten? Because... I'm going to feel ripped off if those come in fall or with Destiny 2 because they released as part of the Taken King in the armory and they just haven't come to us yet. And if you had had a quest line to earn those armor pieces like every two weeks to month, like people would have been happy. They would have been continually being drip fed content and would have kept people from saying, oh, this is a huge content drought. Destiny needs more. And then people wouldn't have gotten as upset as they have been and as like against this whole Destiny release schedule as they have been. I think that what we're going to be looking at with regards to Destiny 2, um, it's a brand new engine and everything, and what we're getting in the fall are the final traces of what was originally planned with Destiny. And what I mean by that is, while the rumor was that everything was supposed to coincide or end with us being on the Dreadnought and saving Rasputin in Destiny 1, it wasn't to this level. It wasn't like the size of the Dreadnought where it was a patrolable space. It it was supposed to be like a one-mission thing. You go in there, kind of like a strike, and you beat whatever it was um, and save Rasputin. That's what, what us going into the Dreadnought at that time was supposed to be. The Dreadnought that we have now is a completely different beat. So all those people that are making the comparisons of what it was before then, like I, I think they're they're misguided. What I think will happen is when I went uh, to look at the um, the the Grimoire card that was hidden, that all of a sudden was found in seven minutes or seventeen minutes, whatever it was. Uh, when I read it, they were talking about a lot of snow and stuff like that. And if you remember the old article, um, what was supposed to be uh, Comet, a.k.a. the Taken King, was supposed to involve Europa, where we're supposed to go to Europa. And one of the concept arts, if you remember, was a fallen walker, there's a vandal, and right right in front of the vandal was a guardian walking forward through snow. And I wouldn't be surprised if the fall content involved the European Dead Zone, involved Europa, involved Mars, I'm sorry, not Mars, um, Mercury. The, there being a conflict that you have to choose between Saint-14 and Osiris, and everything leads up with 
the Vex. I think Fall is going to be full-on Vex. Not Cabal, like most people think? Because everybody keeps saying Cabal, but I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I honestly believe it's Vex. I don't know, I just feel Everything like... That... The, the reason why um, I would say the opposite of you is because Taken King had a lot of points towards Cabal as being kind of like a side-type thing, and Vex is a very big big plot line to explore and i kind of feel like that would be the destiny 2 plot line something smaller like a cabal uh, semi-invasion would be more like an update well like it's I, not just not just that as well i mean we know we know cabal stuff was actually cut from vanilla as well so they it might not be absolutely fleshed out at the time but you know there's a chance they might have fleshed that out now and actually finished it off and that's what we get in the fall while I, I do see that, the reason I keep saying um, Vex as opposed to Cabal is the one thing holding the Cabal back, pushing forward, is the Vex. Until that threat is neutralized, they are being held back by the Vex. Not even Oryx could hold back the Cabal. I mean, the Cabal were like, okay, fine, I'm going to shove a, a ship right into your dreadnought. <laughs> Suck it. But, like, the Vex pose an actual threat to the Cabal that the that even Oryx could not... I mean, I mean the, the, the Cabal were about to blow up the entire Dreadnought right. in, in the one strike. And, I do, and this is not to discount their power, but I just think that there's... There's too, mu too many hints involving the Vex to ignore. And I think that while they will be explored in the fall, it wouldn't even surprise me if there was another type, new enemy type that came in that wasn't a reskin. Um, and that would involve putting more resources into the game that wouldn't be able to be on PlayStation 3 and, and Xbox uh, 360. And I think it will affect how we perceive the game going forward, that they're going to continue to hint at Cabal. You're going to see hints of Cabal in there, but not the full-on thing until everything with regards to Osiris and Saint-14 and the Speaker and even the, the Traveler are addressed. I think that, that the fall is going to involve the Traveler in a big way. And Cabal doesn't fit into that. Everything has... That, that all, all the hit stuff that we've gotten... Trials of Osiris, every um, DLC that we've gotten involving the Vex in some way, shape, or form in a strike or a new mission, the fact that you get all three of your new abilities in a Vex mission or involving Vex, um, the fact that there's so many stories in the Grimoire cards involving Vex, not Cabal, Vex, leads me to believe that they're going to culminate the Vex story this fall and then save the Cabal for Destiny 2. I can see that. That makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know. I still feel like, for some reason, I still feel like Cabal will come before Vex. I think that's just because they're saving Vex. But you could be right. And, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed either way. I'd love to play Cabal stuff, and I'd love to play more Vex stuff. I'd love to see stuff with Osiris and the Exo Stranger come back in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with either. I I think they know right now that there's so many missing pieces from Vanilla, the storyline, that they want to clear up before they push forward something new. Because for the most part, everything involved in the, the Cabal is pretty unknown, 
and you can just move forward from where they're at right now. Whereas the stuff with the Vex and the Fallen, which I think they will involve in a big way in the, in in the fall, and I think it might flip things around. And I I don't know why I, I have a feeling that we're going to be teaming up with the Fallen. I feel it does kind of feel like it's going towards that for some reason, but um, I I. I do understand what you're saying from a storytelling point. It would make more sense to wrap up everything with the Vex before opening a new plot line with the Cabal, which you could open up a new plot line in Destiny 2, which even though it's an, a continuation of the universe, it would make more sense with the storyline to finish off Destiny 1 with a finishing of the Vex storyline or a finishing of this portion of the Vex storyline. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's that's my thoughts on on the future. Um, you guys want to throw anything else before we uh, take a li- another little break? No, I'm good. All right. So my game of the week recommendation this week is going to be Salt and Sanctuary, the game from Ska Studios, which is pretty much a 2D homage to Dark Souls, including how punishing yet rewarding it feels. Um, it's currently available on the PlayStation 4. Would not be surprised if it's available on other platforms. But definitely go check it out if you're a fan of the Dark Souls or Bloodborne series and you like 2D games. Um, I played around with it a little bit. Oh man, did I get smacked around. I had like 30, 40 deaths <laughs> by the time I finished. I was like, oh god. <laughs> Sounds like something I should check out. <sighs> let's go ahead and close up this bad boy. David, let's start up. Messages. From the All right, so our the first question that I had uh, came from Stonewall92, and it was actually, what will the fall expansion hold, or what do we think it will hold? And we kind of just talked on that one extensively, so I figure we can, we can kind of pass that one up. Uh, the next question comes from DatGuyFriendly on Twitch, and he wants to know our opinions on The Last Word, Thorn, and Hawkmoon after this newest... Uh, update to the meta. Hawkmoon feels great. Um, Thorn, again, I, I think they completely ignored the archetype and the nerf. I wouldn't. I don't think people would have had the problem with Thorn had it been if you got headshots to activate the poison effect and left it just like it was before the nerf. Uh, last word, I still think is very effective. I, I, I mean, I, I'm seeing it I personally don't use it, but I I still see people run around with last word, pa pa pa, pa pa pa, pa pa pa, reload, and it's just like there's nothing you could do with them because they know that you're coming around. They know how to have, how to get the proper sight lines. I think people are making making it a bigger deal than what it is, um, and I understand why they're frustrated, but at the same time. It was in a spot that it was way too good at the effective range of other weapons, and it needed to be toned down somewhat. And I think where it is right now is a very good spot. Okay. Yeah, my opinions on it, I mean, I'll start with the last word. Um, so we all know I was a little salty about the way they were nerfing it. Uh, went off on that one a bit, a little bit on the last show. Yeah, yeah. you did. Um so the one thing I didn't really consider, and I've used it some, and I can back up what you're saying. If you know how to use it, it's still pretty strong. And the reason that is, is only if you used aggressive ballistics could you two-tap people anyway. 
and basically everybody who really used it got good at shooting at the head to begin with. So now you just no longer have a two tap to the head, but you can still three tap like any other hand cannon can. Um, it basically makes you play smarter with it because the last word kind of had this uh, this stigma about it where it forced you into unsmart plays because you felt like you could take on the world up close. And now it kind of makes right. you play like you play with a hand cannon, which it still feels great. Uh, it looks great. Um, the I am still disappointed that they took away the bonus damage from hip fire but uh, i mean aiming with it it's not i honestly think it's more accurate sometimes than hawkmoon still to aim down sight and shoot with so i mean am i disappointed yes because it's not what it, it's not the magic that was my baby the last word but it is still a good gun and if you know how to use it you're still going to be effective with it um for thorn okay. i haven't used thorn since the nerf but i've heard it's still a really good gun i mean it's it's not like its accuracy or anything went down. It's it's just got less of a tick damage. So basically, you have to use it like a real hand cannon, just like you do with the last word. You can't just three-tap someone in the body and run away. You have to make sure you either hit a head and two bodies or four shots to the body, which is the way it should be because it makes it, dare I say, balanced for Thorn. Um, it, it definitely feels like they're still playing with that you know, with the balance of that gun before they can bring it back into um, the fold, you know, with regards to light level. Right. And Hawkmoon... Um, Hopefully this is one step towards it. It yeah. is. It is. For Hawkmoon, um, I still miss your one Hawkmoon. It's not what it was, but it's gotten a lot better, and it's it's a good gun now. It will definitely find its find its place in this meta because... If you're good with hand cannons, you can definitely make some work happen with Hawkmoon. It no longer feels Plus, like true. Let, let's not forget. Let's not forget thirteen shots. Thirteen shots in a magazine. And PVE Hawk is Hawkmoon is actually really good in PVE now because first of all, it's got the most damage at output for a mag out of any hand cannon, no matter what. You've got those three random um extra damage it's got decent range for a hand cannon especially in pve so i mean i that's what i was using during the precision shot challenge and it was working perfectly yeah so matt did you have any comments or mike sorry did you have any uh, <laughs> comments no. uh, uh you no, in the I, fence I, speak I, sorry i have a uh, friend named no, matt I, I must admit, I, I, that's 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 my problem <laughs> From 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 friends, that's cool. Um, no, I must admit I was a bit annoyed when I heard about the changes. But I mean, from what I've, from what I know, people are still running around with that and the last word in the crucible. You know, it not it's not changed so much that the gun's broken. People are still using it just as much as before. Uh, the only difference is now you've. It sounds like you've got more. Um, weapons to go up against it you know they've brought other guns back into the fold and there's a lot more variety to the matter nowadays um i just hopefully that stick around uh sticks around a bit longer we haven't got like these go-to weapons that we're using you know and everybody's in a situation where everybody's using the same three guns for pvp right all right so next question comes from katie underscore diaz also on Twitch. Um, 
She is concerned about update being used in Deej's wording of the latest uh, This Week at Bungie. Do you two have any opinions on that? I mean, we kind of talked about this. But... Yeah. I'm concerned too, just because I don't want people's expectations to be update, nor do I want it to be a, a live team update. I don't. I, 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 I guarantee you it's not. Um, but... I think people have gotten so used to that term update, update, update that they might they they they, they might be led down the wrong path and I I I think I think there was just a slip up on Deej's part. Yeah, I kind of feel like it was a typo because they have previously said because when uh Activision was it Activision who did the the map the earnings basically, call? yeah. They were like or uh, maybe it was in a this week at Bungie, but they were like, update in the fall, bigger than Sparrow Racing League, biggest you've seen since Taken King, or update in the spring, and in the fall, expansion similar to the size of Taken King. Right. Right, so I'm not worried about it. Um, I mean, maybe, like I said, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it, it's going to be the size of Taken King, but free, and that's why they're calling it an update. I can be optimistic, can I? Yeah. I mean, uh, what what about you know what are your guys' thoughts on the fact that we might only be getting this expansion due to the fact that Destiny Two was technically pushed? I guess I'm okay with it if they actually build or either build or uh, what's the word I want? Optimize the the game engine. Once that's in place, we're going to see changes really really fast to the to the level that we want the level that david it was mentioning whereas you have the base game say you had taken king uh two months after that you have a strike say the malak strike okay uh then two months after that you have another strike involving uh, uh an enemy that's looking for clues involved in the queen it could be Fallen. All of a sudden, you're you're falling and you're you're in a you're surrounded by fallen, a fallen captain, and they're they're trying to pick up the pieces and take over from where the the, the house of wolves was at. Or you could have used that house of wolves uh, uh, storyline and made the final boss that that teleporting. Um, what is it called? The 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 servitor. Um, make it a giant boss right there, make him more dynamic. Although that fight was actually pretty cool. I, I thought the teleport was a cool, cool little Makes twist. Makes it can't hide. Um, but, right. Um, just make, there's a lot of things that they could have done there to make it a full-fledged strike. Um, and I thought it would have been cool to have gotten every two months a strike of some sort. Um, not, not so much a yes, you can throw in a mission, but a strike. Those strikes are the bread and butter of Destiny right now. That's where you get the good loot. Strike specific gear. Um, make give you another avenue just to get, say, the uh, the fallen um, scarf to, uh, that you get from what's his face. The one mm. that that, you, that shows your helmet off. You know what Malak. I'm talking about, right, Wait. David? The 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 fallen. Oh, um, from House oh, of there you go, the Tanix cloak. Make it make it so you can also get the Tanix cloak there. But just different things that 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 
give you new content throughout the year. It might not be a raid, but say, and then at the six-month mark, an update to Prison of Elders. At the nine-month mark, another strike, and a, a mission or something along those lines that kind of gives hints towards the fall expansion. There's there's nothing that's like, okay, you throw something in that gives you hints for the future of the game. It's like, oh, okay, I, th that's cool. And it doesn't have to be a raid all the time. Just, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's missed opportunities that they had with the game that they could have done by introducing three new strikes, three new bosses that don't have to come out at the time the game is released. They could have done throughout the year in addition to minor of uh like minor events such as sparrow racing make it make sparrow racing every quarter um december march um what is it june and then um october, uh, september make it so that every quarter you have sparrow racing and every time there's a sparrow racing new levels like two new levels it, it was a cool event when it was there for the for the two week two to three weeks something like that yeah. And it, it, you don't have to put everything up front. Like, just space the content out. And I think that would have done the game a lot more, a lot better. Um, but with regards to the question that, she's talk, that she was talking about, I think that, that, that that's what um, the game needed. And that's what should be going, going forward starting in the fall. Yeah, I agree. All right. Yeah. So uh, the last two questions come from Elias the Wise. And they're kind of similar questions. So I'll read them both and then we can kind of answer them together. The first one is basically, um, did Bungie anticipate that players would play their game as often as they do? And the second question is, Destiny did a really good job of being unique. Can Bungie live up to the standards players have set for them in the future? First part of the question in vanilla, definitely no. Oh, I agree. I don't think There's no I don't question. think they anticipated no to question. be the biggest game in forever for council. Anyway, yeah, didn't they even come out and actually didn't they actually come out and say that um, they didn't expect people to play it that much? I'm pretty sure. They, yeah, they, they definitely said that. Um, in Taken King, they already knew the roadmap that they had and what they had to do, and they were like, we. They, Let's try to shine it up as nice as we can because they knew that they weren't going to have enough content over the course of the year because they were working on Destiny 2. So the first part of the question, definitely no for year one. They knew that in year two but still didn't have enough content because of all the resources that they're putting into Destiny 2. Not so much the, the, the fall expansion, which had to be made up last minute, based on old ideas and even it wouldn't even surprise me if it used old resources they just changed the way it looks a little bit um which would be f it, it, honestly it is fine don't worry guys um i just think that because of the reception to year 1 it changed the way the game was going to be going forward and because it changed it so dramatically that it was going to take several years to get the game where people want it. I honestly think people, because of the way they responded to the game in year one, they're going to get what they want in Destiny 2. 
it's the waiting to get there and the time in between that sucks. Right. Definitely. I think uh, obviously they didn't expect people to play as much as they did and still do. And I'm sure they, I think they love that people play it that much. And I agree. Destiny did a very good job of being unique and the standards player had set for them. Um, here's the thing about this part of the question to me. It almost feels like the Destiny community or parts of Destiny Destiny community has gotten to the point where it can't be happy no matter what. Like in general, the Destiny community is a very great positive community, but a lot of it is toxic. And there's some stuff I've seen where people get very unhappy for no reason whatsoever, just because Bungie did something where it's like um, the people basically were saying that uh, getting to max light was too hard and that the raids were too hard and all this stuff. And then people release challenge the elders and all these ways to get to max light. And they're like, Oh, now it's too easy to get to max light and all this stuff. And I think there's just, there's parts of the community that will never be happy. But I think that Bungie can definitely live up to the, the reasonable standards set by the majority of the community in making this game a great game and keeping it set forth to the point where everybody, when Destiny 2 comes out, as you said, because that's when that's going to be the big can they do it is when Destiny 2 comes out. I think it will be a great game and I guarantee you we'll, we will see a ton of stuff, hopefully custom games, that we have been asking for that they will implement at that time. Well, I think I think they've also proven they can do it in the past as well. I mean, look at the Halo series. You know, that is such a big franchise, and they started that. And I know they've they've left it. I was, you know, I think everyone's kind of hoping that Destiny is going to be the next kind of Halo series, and I really hope they take the you know the story direction that they you know the focus on story direction that they had in those games and focus on that a lot more in the future and they, they've already proven that they have took steps towards that with the Taken King yeah alright I, I think it's an. I was just going to say I think it's unfair to mention uh, Halo and the only reason I say that is the original team yes there are people that were on Halo or that did stuff for Halo back then still involved but a lot of that team has been so gutted right now that mm. it's almost as if it was a different company that's that's carrying on the name. Well, one thing to say with you talking about how there's been changes to the company is it appears that as of recently they've been taking positive changes in order to implement better game mechanics and game story because they brought in a lot of people to help the story along. And I think that can be good for the game. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, was that they just had the lead writer at Bioware uh, move over to Bungie, who worked on the Mass Effect games, or uh, sorry, Mass the new Mass Effect Andromeda, and you know the story expectation on those games has always been pretty high. So if they can bring that kind of story depth to future Destiny, that's you know. And that's why we're getting, you know, the theoretical delay of Destiny Two till spring or fall next year. You know, I think I think a lot of people would be happy with that if it's as good as that. All right, so I I think that was you mentioned that was the last question, yeah. right? 
Yes, it was. All right. I think I think that was actually one of the better questions because I think the expectation of the community and what they got out of the game and what was delivered to them um, was so different than what was expected or it wasn't enough of what they expected which caused the game, the game to completely change. I think it, it's going to because of, of how much time it's going to take to change that people are frustrated and they want it now, 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 now but we're starting to get that you know, that final piece there um, and, it, and it's going to it's going to change the game in a, in a really really good way. So I think that's pretty much it for this part, right? You guys have any uh, final thoughts you want to go in before we uh, we close this bad boy up? No, not really. No, it, it, the only thing I'd probably say with regards to the last bit you just said is Bungie have basically you know created this monster of a community that each piece of content, they are just devouring so quick and they can't keep up at, at you know, currently with handing out content that people are getting frustrated so quick and looking for other things to do. I right. Think, I, I think in some ways the, not, the community sometimes may make their own problems by devouring that content you know at the rate that it does right see but here's the, here's the one thing i think that that consumption is what's going to change the game in the future in a good way yeah because yeah. they've got something to expect this time you know they're going to know you know coming out of vanilla they didn't know how much this, you know like we said the game was going to be played but hopefully with future content that we're going to have a lot more and that's why we do have you know, more resources, uh, more resources working on future content. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. on one little note on that is just they didn't expect uh, the type of PVE consumption that most um, RPGs get to come to this game. I think they just expected it to be like Halo, where people will jump into the PvP, and I don't think they expected to get the giant divide that they got of people who love to play the PVE as much as people who will play the PvP for days on end. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So then we would like to thank you for listening to In Orbit this week. We are available on a ton of platforms, so please spread the word. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player FM, and Pocket Casts. Another thing I actually want to add into that is we've recently started going on Google Play Music, so you can also check us on there for your podcast needs. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the different shows that we have here on the, the Mashos Button Network. We have Double Tap, our bi-weekly fighting game podcast for fans of Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and other fighting games. WoW Talk, our bi-weekly podcast dedicated to World of Warcraft, available every other week opposite of Watchpoint, our bi-weekly podcast dedicated to Overwatch. And of course, we are in orbit, your bi-weekly resource dedicated to the Stargazers and Darkness Destroyers in Bungie's Galaxy. We're available on many different social networks. We're available on Twitter at MTBSite. That's M as in Mary, T as in Tony, B as in Boy, S-I-T-E. 
We're on Facebook.com slash mash those buttons. We're on YouTube.com slash mash those buttons. I'm available on Twitter at GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two N-R-G. David, where can people find you? You can at? find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt and on Twitch streaming almost daily. It's been a little sporadic lately because of finals, but those are over, which means I get to play all the Destiny My Little Heart Desires at twitch.tv slash dsbolt. What about you, Mike? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, and you can find me over at my YouTube channel, uh, Memphis. Did he just cut up? Uh, I believe he did. Okay, well, he's on, I don't know if you heard it or not, he's on <clears throat> youtube.com slash memphisgoesroar. Um, so on behalf of me, Jorge, David, and the rest of the In Orbit team, we thank you for listening to our show. We hope you're enjoying the new content, and as always, we'll see you starside on the next mission. Later days.